everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I'm thrilled that you found me, but more importantly, I'm thrilled that you found Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. As we journey together, we will unleash discoveries of how to turn a heart of stone into one of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope that you'll consider joining me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends will delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, today, friends, we're going to be talking about seeking God, finding favor. And we start off our journey looking into 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 2. It says, The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. So King Asa was returning from battle with that message for his very people. But King Asa's people, like us today, need words of encouragement along the way. So when we spend regular time in biblical discussion and prayer, we're more able to discern our life situations. Well, with that said, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29 points out, there are secret things that belong to the Lord our God, but the revealed things belong to us and our descendants forever so that we may obey these words of the law. And there are some secrets that God has chosen not to reveal to us, possibly for the following reasons. Our finite minds cannot fully understand the infinite aspects of God's nature and his universe. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 supports this by saying God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He's planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And because of this planting of eternity in our hearts, we'll never be completely satisfied with earthly pleasures and pursuits. Being created in God's image leaves us spiritually thirsty because we're eternal beings. So the only thing that really satisfies our eternal desire is an eternal God. And we often become restless because we're longing for that perfect rule in our lives that only God can provide. And although he's given us a glimpse of what awaits us in heaven, it's just that. It's only a glimpse, one that we're not able to fully comprehend. Our faith will carry us through to victory. And while we're here on earth, it's normal to wonder, what is my life purpose? And if everyone has a destiny, well, then what's mine? And I'm not being controlled by fate, right? Well, first, with the help of the Bible, I want to shed light on God's children's purpose here on earth. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14 tells us it's this. God's purpose in this is that people should fear him. There you have it. You and me are to fear our all-powerful God. And this is a type of fear that's not trembling. It's not the shaking in your boots kind of fear. No, it's really standing in respect and awe of our creator. Our purpose in life always begins with who we know, not what we know or how good we are. That would be works. 
And this is where the power is. Holy Spirit, I pray today that you will wrap this truth tightly around my brother and sister's hearts, plat it deep within their core beings so the winds of change will not displace what you've sown into their heart. Amen. And one way that we reap what God has sown into us is by keeping in contact with people who are filled with God's spirit and learning God's counsel. And because we serve a just God, he's steadfast and he's faithful to his word. God does not condone the idea that the end justifies the means. Yes, it is true. God's people are far from perfect. The only perfect human to ever have lived upon earth was and will always be Jesus Christ himself. And one of God's greatest miracles that we see daily is the bond between Jesus and a rebellious group of God's children his chosen creation. Sometimes well-meaning people miss God's mark by choosing the easy way, but not the right way in God's eyes. While this is not deliberate disobedience, we do learn in God's economy, it isn't obedience either. There's no gray area here. Truly, it's black and white principle. In school, it was a relief when a professor graded on a curve. It was almost always favorable if you'd been paying attention and studied for your exams. But with God, we don't need the crutch of a curve. What we need is his word to ace life. This is how we experience the peace of God in our lives. And it's unfortunate that King Asa turned toward his own problem-solving skills when he encountered troubles with Israel's King Basha, who was his rival in the northern kingdom. He was building a fort that threatened both the peace and the economy of southern Judah. King Asa took matters into his own hands, devising a plan that was not God's plan, nor was it God's best. When he was confronted by God's prophet, the king flew into a rage and had the prophet jailed and then took out his anger on his very people. Asa rejected correction and refused to admit his mistake to God, and this would prove to be his greatest failure. He missed what God could have done in his life had he only shown humility. His pride was a detriment to his kingdom. He became stubborn and held on to this failure until his very death. And we all most likely can relate with King Asa about a failure in life we've held on to. When we rationalize failure due to sin, we're failing to accept God's forgiveness. Remember the other day we talked about giving gifts and when we won't allow someone to give a gift to us, we're not allowing them the joy of giving. Well, this is similar. Again, when we rationalize failure due to sin, we're failing to accept God's gift of forgiveness. So God sometimes does not reveal his plans to us. He waits until our faith is more mature. And because he's all-knowing, it's impossible for us to completely grasp his ways. While we don't know every single nuance about obeying God, we do have enough information to seek trust and live out an obedient life. When we're disobedient to God, we're living in our own free will, and it's not a lack of knowledge making us choose wrongly. And so as we continue to learn and we evolve in our walk with God, we can note the many 
agricultural examples throughout the Bible. And if you listened a few days ago to my previous episodes, we discussed what type of soil are you as they pertain to sowing and reaping. We said that it's desirable to be good soil, allowing God's word to work within our hearts. This is a person who has a reflective heart attitude or a field that's been plowed and prepared for the good seed, which is the word of God. No longer is our heart condition hard or stony, and this means our lives are ready for God to work in. Hosea chapter 10 verse 12 puts it this way, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of my love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts for now is the time to seek the Lord that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. Recall that righteousness is God's approval. And sometimes we may wonder about the fate of people who haven't heard about Jesus, nor ever been given a Bible to study. But God assures us that those who honestly seek God with whatever knowledge they possess will find him. Specifically, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that there is a God and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It's our responsibility to nurture our relationship with God through his son, Jesus. He wants us to have a personal and dynamic relationship with him. While God is known in his creation, He's close to all of his children, yet he's not trapped within his creation because he's transcendent, meaning above the entire earth. Because he's the creator and we're the creation, God is fully sovereign and in control, and yet we can enjoy an intimate, close relationship with him. And God desires for both the nations and the people to seek him. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 25 tells us the Lord is wonderfully good to those who wait for him and seek him. God loves to respond to his people when we humble ourselves and we seek him first. Furthermore, God promises us when we search for the Lord our God with all our heart and soul, we will find him. But how often do we bypass God in an attempt to solve our own problems? We look everywhere else except to God for help. We're told to trust our medical health care team, our financial planners, and the experts in the media. But what level of trust are we placing in and on God? Shouldn't he be our number one go-to source for help? When we continually seek our way, we're stubborn and we turn our very selves into idol worship. And like Ezra, we're well served when we place God in first place of our lives. This helps us to be both spiritually and physically ready for all that is to come. Our God is a protector of those who worship him, but his anger rages against those who abandon him. And God called the Israelites back to repentance. In Amos chapter 5 verse 4, he said, come back to me and live. He wasn't suggesting an imminent death here, but he was promising eternal life for the Israelites. And it is the same offer for you and for me. If your relationship with Jesus has grown cold, he desires nothing more than a rekindling of the flame that sparked and united your relationship with him in the first place. 
And David told King Solomon, his son, to be transparent with their all-knowing God. This sparks joy, not fear, when we're desiring to live within the will of God. 1 Chronicles chapter 28 verse 9 says, And Solomon, my son, get to know the God of your ancestors. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and understands and knows every plan and thought. And if you seek him, you'll find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. And doesn't this theme beat with consistency? We're to pursue God and the things of God. And once we find this goodness, we're never to let it go for worldly influences. God never forgets about us. We may be held captive and we might be in bondage now to a job, a false idol, a bad attitude, whatever is taking our focus off of our creator. Whatever it is, know this, our God is waiting to bring us out of the illusion of captivity and back into his wide open embrace of love. Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 13 and 14 share, If you look for me in earnest, you will find me when you seek me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and bring you home again to your own land. And God gives us new beginnings, doesn't he? With new purposes, he turns us into new people when we seek him in all that we do. And oftentimes we're in the wilderness and we're tempted to let our thoughts mislead us by telling us that God has all but forgotten us. It's too late. We were passed over, and here's the laundry list of reasons why. That, my friends, is the enemy whispering in your ear. Because the truth is, God is preparing you and he's preparing me for an amazing future. When God says something belongs to us, he makes sure to return to cinder and get it back to its rightful owner. He makes sure that he is our new beginning with him at the center. And David tells us in the Psalms that God never ignores our cries for help. The promise is in Psalm chapter 9, verse 10. Grab a hold of this and allow it to penetrate your heart. David says, Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, have never abandoned anyone who searches for you. This means while we're in our human condition, we may face trials, temptations, loss, and hardships, but we won't face it alone. God will walk with us through the river or through the fires of life. We're never, ever alone. So friends, I hope you've enjoyed learning about what it means to seek God above all else. And today I pray, Lord, as we enter into your courts with thanksgiving, praise, and worship, that we will seek your face along with your righteous right hand. We have sisters and brothers in Christ who need your healing touch in their lives now, Lord. And Lord, you know who they are. You promise where two or three or more are gathered together in prayer that you also will be. So God, correct my math if I'm wrong, but you and me are a majority, plus the Holy Spirit. We have more than enough for you to be present. You are a God of more than, more than enough. And we've established more than a quorum for our requests to be granted. Father, we stand up upon your word that healing is happening now. All of your children hearing this message will be blessed. 
to be a blessing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And friends, today, if you want to experience an intimate, personal relationship like I've described in this Seeking God, and you want to experience that with God's Son, Jesus, spending eternity in heaven, I invite you now to pray this prayer of salvation. God, I miss the mark and I'm turning away from my sins. Come into my heart. I believe in your son shed blood for all who believe. He took on the sins of humanity, past, present, and future at the cross of Calvary. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were spiritually born again. Your next steps are to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider joining a good Bible-based church where your faith in Jesus can continue to grow and be edified by like-minded people. And friends, allow me to be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision you'll ever make in your lifetime. Congratulations and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special Kid Talk show airs on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. So tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, love in action, biblical wisdom, and what the Word of God says about trust and many more topics. I hope that you'll come alongside me as we explore the Bible in depth together. And if you like this podcast, make sure to hit like and subscribe to ensure you get the latest episodes as they become available. And you know, why don't you consider being a blessing to someone else today by sharing this podcast link with them? Much of today's podcast referenced my book, The Grace and Peace of God, Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring, you may want to consider reading it in its entirety. You can easily pick up a copy from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com, or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. And friends, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It's full of God's word. So until next time, be blessed and remember you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus forever. And Revelation, finally, chapter 22, verse 21 shares the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless.